judge temporarily blocks TikTok ban and Instagram messaging and messenger merge. It's Monday, October 5th, 2020. All that's coming up along with the week's news quick hits on episode 423 of Brave Ad World. New consumers, new media, new strategies. This is Brave Ad World. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 423 of Brave Ad World, the official podcast of BraveAdWorld.com, which combines the actual insights with some of the latest headlines in social media and digital marketing news. Every week or close to it, I take the top stories, provide a recap, and then share insights as to what those stories might mean to us as marketers. My name is Taylor Wigert, and let's dive right into it this week and just talk about TikTok. So the TikTok drama keeps on ticking. The week started off with a decision by a federal judge blocking a ban on TikTok that would have gone into effect on Monday. So a week from uh, a week ago from when this episode comes out, that ban actually would have stopped app stores from updating TikTok or distributing the app in any way, while also banning any business in the US with TikTok's Chinese parent company, ByteDance. All of this was justified, uh, supposedly, as a security concern. The judge, however, They granted a preliminary injunction to stop the ban from being implemented because TikTok did not have enough time to mount a defense. So what we have here is a situation that is far from over. A November 12th deadline, that still looms. The deal that was... When I read this, I stopped and thought, wait, isn't there a deal? Well, the deal struck with Oracle, Walmart, and ByteDance to sell part of TikTok's U.S. business. It's not close to done, as TikTok still wants to maintain a degree of control over its U.S. business. So in this deal, American the way the deal stands right now, at least, is American companies would own 20%. ByteDance would still own 80% of TikTok. That deal needs to be approved by the U.S., and it's certainly not clear that that's going to happen. The judge's ruling, however, it gives pretty significant hope to TikTok. To, To block the ban, TikTok needed to prove that it will likely win its lawsuit against the Trump administration challenging the decision. Now, TikTok did that because the judge stated that the administration's actions, quote, likely exceed the lawful bounds of what it can do. That's not the end of the case, but it is certainly a perspective that's going to be taken into account. So November 12th is probably the real date of concern. If there's no sale, TikTok will have a very hard time operating in the United States. That being said, it's clear ByteDance is not going to just relinquish control over China's most international app. That ultimately, it's where things stand. The Trump administration is demanding U.S. control, while China is fighting to hold on to what it has. All right, jumping to our next story, let's talk about Instagram. So Instagram and Messenger are getting a lot closer. In the next few months, users of Instagram and Messenger will actually be able to message and video chat each other across the platform as part of Facebook's efforts to merge Instagram, WhatsApp, and Messenger. Now, right now, the focus is on Messenger and Instagram with no timetable yet for WhatsApp, but the move It's big because it would solidify Facebook's dominance in the messaging category, and it could also make the company much more difficult to break up as it faces antitrust concerns because once this transition is complete, undoing it is going to be almost impossible. The move 
it's going to bring a degree of utility to messaging across both apps that didn't exist before. And messaging across apps, it's certainly going to be convenient for users. But but this move probably benefits Facebook even more than its users. Defense against being broken up over antitrust concerns and solidifying messaging dominance as conversations move from public to private make this basically a no-brainer for Facebook. And it's something where the implications of this are far more than improving the user experience for its users. All right, that's it for the week's main story. So now I'm going to dive into the news quick hits where I'm going to hit other stories that happened this week at a high level that I didn't discuss earlier. So After being in testing in several markets starting in May, LinkedIn is bringing its Stories feature to the United States and Canada. Stories on LinkedIn, they work the same way they do on almost every other platform. They're ephemeral in nature. And what makes these different, or at the very least somewhat exciting, is how they'll be deployed by B2B marketers, because 95% of them rely on LinkedIn organic content distribution in North America. So get ready, because Stories are coming to LinkedIn, and they're coming in hot. Snapchat is testing what it calls Platform Burst. This is a media buy that allows advertisers to specify the number of people they want to reach within a certain amount of time with a high degree of frequency. The buy grants advertisers, guarantees advertisers reach of 40% of their target at least 15 times over the course of three to five days. That's a lot. But there's a method to the madness. Snapchat ads are easily skipped. So the logic is to reach a lot of people with a high frequency to increases the likelihood ads are going to be seen and remembered, especially for brand relaunches or product launches. The buy, it's similar to that of TikTok or YouTube takeovers. So expect to spend big, but the big spend comes with certainty of guaranteed reach. Apple and Epic Games, their court hearing is underway, and it's still unclear whether or not courts will reinstate Fortnite and Apple's App Store. While what's playing out, while that's playing out, Google, they did a bit of work to make itself look a bit less like a monopoly by making it easier for users to access third-party app stores on its upcoming Android 12 operating system. It will still take a 30% cut of in-app purchases made connected to the Google Play Store, but it is giving developers some options. Pinterest introduced new mobile commerce tools for their platform, including ads next to Lens Visual Search Results, the Shop tab within Search, and Shoppable Pins. That means advertisers will be able to guarantee a presence in front of users who show a high degree of purchase intent, or at the very least, are searching for something. Advertisers will also be able to see paid and organic conversion data related to their content if they are Pinterest-verified merchants and Shopify retailers. Amazon has unveiled Amazon One. This is a new technology that can be deployed at any retailer that allows shoppers to pay just by scanning their hands as they walk out the door. Currently, the tech is available at two Amazon Go stores and will roll out to all of them soon. It may also uh, make its way into Whole Foods stores eventually. The bigger play here, though, is scaling its technology to other retailers as a way to shorten lines and reduce friction. If Amazon can't be the merchant of every sale, it is going to at least try to get a cut of every sale. Whether or not retailers are up for that in terms of partnering with Amazon, well, that remains to be seen. Facebook is changing its default attribution window from 28 days to 7 days this month. So that means advertisers will not be able to track conversions 
from ads outside of a seven-day window, meaning now is the time to set benchmarks for conversions that happen outside of a seven-day window. The move is in response to broader privacy changes being made to online attribution. Google announced that it will pay $1 billion over the next three years to publishers in exchange for their news content. 200 publications in Germany, Brazil, Argentina, Canada, the UK, and Australia have all signed on. The intent is to cool tensions between Google and the news industry, but the commitment for the next three years, well, that leaves questions around just how committed Google is to this effort beyond that. And lastly, the U.S. Senate has issued subpoenas to Facebook, Google, and Twitter CEOs as part of its efforts to evaluate Section 230 liability protections. The date for the session for the session before the Senate Commerce Committee it has not been set, but this represents a significant escalation in removing Section 230 protections. All right. That's it for episode 423 of Brave Ad World. Before I let you go, I always love hearing from you. Send questions, comments. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like to braveadworld at gmail.com. And if you get a chance, please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or your platform of choice. It helps me know what you think, and it helps others find the podcast. I can be found on Twitter at T Wickert. That's T-W-I-E-G-E-R-T. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. For more, check out braveadworld.com.